Okay. Um, evening message is New Year Reflections. As we look back on 2021 and look forward to 2022, there are a lot of things we think about that are, makes us really think about life. Uh, Law and I recently uh, had lunch with someone, uh, which two days later called us and said they came down with COVID. And that really scared us because they were double vaccinated and we were double vaccinated. And yet they came down with COVID. So we came that close and we got scared and we uh, took a, see, a rapid test and a PCR test, which both turned negative five days later. So it looks like we're in the clear. But it shows how even if you've been properly vaccinated, you could still see, uh, be vulnerable. And there's so many things that we look back at 2021, we wish we could have done differently, we could have done better, we could have been more kinder, more see uh, thoughtful, we could have been of greater service to others. And we hope that 2022 will be a better year for us. So we talk about reflections. In the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verse 9 and 10, and 13 to 14. And so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So, during the past years, we've serviced many of you and many who are not present here. And the goal was that we want all of you to know more about God, to know more about Jesus, to know more about the Bible, to know more about what's true and what's not true. Verse 10, so that we can walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing the knowledge of God. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transformed us to the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile to him all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. The blood of his cross un, uh, undid all of the disruption brought about by Satan and the fall of the Garden of Eden and man's sinful pride down through the ages, our selfishness and all. So we need to learn to walk after that invisible image before us. Uh, the song by the Supremes, the one of the top female uh, singing group of all times, uh, they sang about reflections about time that we've lost, things that we wish we could recapture, love that's been lost. And because we've sometimes lived through a distorted reality, so the only antidote is find what is a true, undistorted reality. 
If Jesus Christ came and died for us, and if that's the truth, we need to follow that. If not, then we're wasting our time. Paul wrote, uh, see, that if we preach that Christ was not raised, I mean, was raised from the dead, when in fact he was not raised from the dead, Paul wrote that we are all men most to be pitied. For we are not only living an illusion, but we're teaching a falsehood. That's why uh, Paul wrote, see, about the Bereans. Uh, I mean, Luke wrote in the book of Acts about the Bereans, that they were more noble than those in Thessalonica. Because unlike the people in Thessalonica, who just brushed away the teaching, ah, yeah, yeah, I heard that before. The Bereans took time to search daily the teachings that the apostles and disciples are teaching to see if these things were true or not. We need to be modern-day Bereans to take time to check, is there really a God? Is the Bible really the inspired word of God or not? In Proverbs 27, verse 19, I was hoping Julian would be on, but I guess he's not able to be here. Uh, John, can you read that for us? Yes. Um, just as you can see, your own face reflected in water, so your heart reflects the kind of person you are. Okay, so this is a uh, life lesson. I want you to take away from the sermon this evening. What kind of person do most people see you as? Is it something positive or something not so good? Is this the kind of person you want to be? And don't say, well, I'm already too old to worry about that. We can always have a better tomorrow. Always. Even if you have one more year left to live, five years left to live, you can always make those one year or the next five years the best possible. Okay. So that being the case, what do you think you need to change in order to become that kind of person that will make God, your family, your loved ones, and make you proud of what you have become. Think about that. Just think about that and carry that with you when the sermon is over. In Psalm 39, verse 5 to 7. Okay. Uh, John, can you read this for us again? Psalm 39, 5 to 7. You gave me only a short life. Compared to you, my whole life is nothing. The life of every human is like a cloud that quickly disappears. Our life is like an image in a mirror. People wander around in the dark, not knowing what will happen. So, Lord, what hope do I have? You are my hope. Hi. Um, without God, let's just be honest. You're just going to die and turn to dust, and no one's going to remember you at all. That's all there is to it. There is no hope beyond the grave if God is not real. Okay. Now, some of you may not remember. Um, you look at these cars. I mean, I love my car. My car has so many safety features. I can't believe it. But I remember, see, uh, my father's old Ford Falcon. In the 1960s, cars were made with rear view mirrors, but only on the driver's side. I remember when I got my first car, I had to buy a mirror and I had to drill holes 
and installed it by screwing in a mirror on the passenger side. In the late 1960s, passenger side rearview mirror became available, but believe it or not, only as a luxury option. So you get a mirror like you see on the, in the picture, and it was a luxury option to have a mirror on the right side. But it broadened your view and made your life safer because you could see better than you could before they invented it. And then in the 1970s, they came up with these clip-ons. Some of you young people, like maybe David and Cindy, young people and Chen, <laughs> might uh, not know. I don't know, maybe you do know. Uh, the mirror inside the car was like a flat mirror. But then they put these clip-on mirrors that you could flip it up or flip it down so that it can reduce the glare when someone has a high beam shining at you. And that was something that you had to buy and add on. Now there's standard equipment. It came out in the early 1970s. So now it improved our ability to not only see more, but to cut out some things we don't need to see. And we're talking about uh, side mirrors. Wow, in the 90s, they developed this little butt. It's a mechanical remote control. By my reaching over there and reaching that knob you see in the middle, right here, and by lifting it up or down or forward or back, I can actually turn the mirror um, so I can focus it without having to roll down the window. Do you remember roll down windows? And in the 1990s, they found about electric remote control of side rear uh, mirrors. So to the right, you could just push buttons and you could guide it. Oh my, they make things so easy to see things. And convex mirrors gave wider field of vision. Rear and now side cameras practically eliminate all blind spots around a car. So now uh, I just love it. When I hear the car beep, 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 I just freeze, put my brakes on, and don't move. Then I look at, oh, there's a car there. There's a person I didn't see, even if it was at night. Things are so much better than it used to be. Here's a traveling vanity mirror. This is one I bought for my wife, still have it. You have a mirror on the left, a mirror on the right, and a mirror in the middle that flips over. So on one side is flat mirror, the other side is concave. And at the bottom here, you have adjust settings. So you got to adjust the button for these lights to be like office light, daylight, flip it over, home light, flip it over, night light. So you see the cosmetic to see how it looks in a different lighting. I'm sad to say my wife never used it. I, I guess the reason she never used it is because she's pretty enough. She doesn't need to use all that cosmetic. <laughs> but I, I gave it to her as a gift. In our early years, maybe, I don't know, first two years of marriage or something. But she never is always sat in the closet. Maybe she might start using it because she now that forgot that it's even there. A concave mirror. You see less background, but magnified. I mean, right in front of it. You see greater details, but you see less of the side view of things. 
A convex mirror, you see more background, but less of the main. You see a candle now that in that image, the candle's smaller. You see less detail, but you get to see more of the surrounding. Oh, there's so many wonderful mirrors. Concave mirrors can even be used to direct heat. You can cook with. So many wonderful things that we can do with mirrors. And let me show you this here. Can you see this? I just bought this mirror here. I've been having some rat problem in my house. And is, we believe it's hiding under the washing machine or the dryer because I caught it with a camera running behind it. So I would hold this thing here. It's like, like a dentist mirror, but a giant size, a telescopic. So I could look underneath it. I said, wow, I could see there's rat droppings underneath there. Man, this, I said this is really a nice uh, convenient to have, something like this. But here is a fantastic tool. Survival signal mirrors. Have, have any of you ever used one of these, owned one of these? If so, raise your hand, any of you? Nobody? Oh, wow. Hey, you should get one of these things here. This is a survival mirror. Uh, I took training at the American Red Cross many, many, many years ago and became certified as an instructor on uh, outdoor survival. And they taught us how to use this mirror here. You see, if you get lost, uh, you can signal for help. But how can you aim? How can you aim a tiny beam of light from the sun to aim at an object like a moving train or a car or helicopter? Not enough to blind it, but enough for them to take notice. These are signal lights. What you find out you have to do is by looking through the center, the center piece right here, you aim it at your fingers and you hold the object you're looking at right between the middle of the V. And if you aim this here, the light through here, you're going to be able to shoot this light right at, see, an object far away. Now, if I was to shine a mirror along the wall, you could see and I could direct it. But how could you aim it out in the ocean, a raft? But by holding the V, aiming it here, and holding it and looking through the, the circle in the middle, and by aiming the light right here, I can direct my light very accurately to signal for help. It's wonderful what mirrors can do. But what does the Bible say? Anthony, can you read this for us? Do what God's teachings say. Don't li just listen and do nothing. When you only sit and listen, you are feel fooling yourselves. Hearing God's teaching and doing nothing is like nothing at your face in the mirror. And doing nothing but about what you saw. You go away and immediately forget how bad you looked. But when you looked into God's perfect law that set people free, pay attention to it. If you do what it says, you will have God's blessing. Never just listen to his teaching and forget what you heard. Okay. So there are a lot of people that listen to sermons and listen to sermons, but they don't follow it. Bible says to repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the remission of your sins. And yet there's some churches that says, oh, baptism doesn't. Uh, remit your sins. You just 
do it to show that you're faithful. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, be baptized every one of you for the remission of your sins. Acts chapter 2 verse 38. So we need to be baptized to wash away our sins. Not to join the church, but to be a part of God's family the way he wants us to do. The Bible teaches us to be good, to be compassionate, to be loyal, to be faithful. In Hebrews chapter 10, 25, it says, Do not neglect assembling yourselves together as is the habit of some. So what it means is that we should not neglect gathering together for house church or Zoom worship or live worship. But if we just hear these teachings, but we don't follow it, which is like the people who look in the mirror, we see that our face is dirty, and yet we don't take time to bother to clean it. And what good is the mirror to tell us that we have smudge in the face, if we look at it and we don't wash our face and we walk away, and our face is just as dirty as it was before. Uh, here is the 200-inch Hale telescope. This was the largest telescope in the world up until maybe the 1990s or so, 19s, late, late 1980s perhaps. Um, Mount Palomar near San Diego County. You see, this mirror here weighed, oh, I forgot how much, uh, two tons or something like that, like 4,000 pounds, 200 inch for diameter. You see them in there, and they had to very carefully load it on. And with this largest telescope in the world, we could see things we could never see before. We always postulate that there must be planets, there must be solar system elsewhere in the universe. But we've never observed it because the atmosphere of the Earth distorts everything we see. So everything has aberration. But with this telescope, the most powerful in the world, on top of Mount Palomar, we're able to get away from some of the pollution and the city lights. And for the first time, we saw what we identify, suspected, later proved to be correct, exoplanets. We actually able to see planets outside of our own solar system. Why can't we see God? I want you to think about this here. You have on the right here, uh, Mr. Bean, a, a, a funny British um, TV series and movie character. He's a goofy guy. And here it is a two-way mirror, also known as see-through mirror, where he looks at a mirror in a real he doesn't know that he could be seen. So he does goofy stuff, make funny faces, not knowing that people on the other side of the room can see him. So he could not see other people in the other room, but they're there. You see, in order for a two-way mirror, the other side has to be darkened. So this is Mr. Bean, the funny guy here. If there's light in his room, as you see here, and it's dark here like the people over here, then that person, Mr. Bean, cannot see. If there's more light here and it's dimmer here, then at a certain angle, he says, hey, I thought I saw someone moving behind a mirror. If there's even more light and less light here, you can actually see 
faint images of people on the other side. But as long as you use a 20 grade film and have 20% or less light, you cannot see. Too much light here will blind you from what you can see. In this mirror, you can see through it, but you can't see anything else. In the same way, we have what the Bible say. Uh, uh, Lillian or David or Cindy, would one of you like to read uh, this passage here from Exodus chapter 33? Any volunteers? Yeah. Um, okay. Moses said, uh, please show me your glory. But he said, you cannot see my face, for men shall not see me and live. And the Lord said, behold, there is a place by me where you shall stand on the rock. And while my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft of the rock, and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. Uh, uh, Moses is like many of us. Why can't we see God? God told Moses, uh, you can't. You don't understand. If you see me, it's so bright. You cannot see me and live. Nothing mortal can see me and withstand the glory, the energy, or whatever it is that uh, emanates from God. But he says, there's a place here where you stand nearby, you stand in the rocks, and between two rocks, and as I walk by, if I cover you with my hand, when I pass and walk away, you will see my backside, but your face you cannot see. And Moses, in verses following, the book of the Bible says, Moses saw the backside of God, but still, by seeing God in person, when he came down from the mountain, the people said they knew that he must have been in the presence of God because the people down from the mountain said they saw Moses' face. It was glowing. So some of that energy got imparted onto Moses. Now Moses went up Mount Sinai up and down several times. But each time he came back, his face was glowing. And God, in a few chapters later, mentioned that uh, when you see me, you must place a veil, a veil to cover. He had to cover himself with a veil in order to protect him from the glory of God as it is here. Okay. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11 to 13, uh, would uh, Lillian or Cindy, Francis or Danny, would one of you like to read this passage for us? You don't have to if you don't want to, but if you would like to, that would be nice. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I made plans like a child. When I became a man, I stopped those childish ways. It is the same with us. Now we see God as if we are looking at a reflection in the mirror. But then in the future, we will see him right before our eyes. Now I know only a part, but at that time, I will know fully, as God has known me. 
So these three things continue. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of this is love. Yes. Uh, uh, we are like children before God. Uh, we are like children who thinks we know everything. If a, if a child is very smart, they may actually think they know more than the teacher or more than the parents. And sometimes maybe they might be more correct in some things. But we know that all in all, a child does not know more than the teacher or more than the parents overall. But when you are a child, sometimes you think you actually know more. You thought like a child and you, uh, you saw the world like a child and you wonder why things aren't the way you think it is. But then when you mature, you begin to realize life is not that simple. It's the same with us, uh, Paul wrote. We see God as if we are looking at a mirror dimly. But in the future, we will see him as he is. Today, we know only in part. But in the future, we will know God fully as God has known us. But until then, these three things remain. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. That we must show forth love in the things that we say, in the things that we do. There's only one way we can compare ourselves with. You know, I cannot compare myself with others. It's like comparing a child with another child. My daddy's stronger than your daddy. My mommy's more pretty than your mommy. Or my big brother can beat up your big brother. We talk like that. We compare ourselves with others who are just like us. And then we think that we're right. The thing is that the Bible says that the way we will understand God is through the Bible. It's only through the scriptures that we get a reflection of what we are. Only the Bible can magnify like a concave mirror so we can see close up of how we look like. Warts and all, pimples and all, zits and all, runny nose. Things like that. We can see all those things. We can see those things here. Only the Bible has convex mirror that can reflect heat and give us warmth. The warmth of the light of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Only the Bible can be like a two-way mirror. Where we can be seen, but through it we can dimly see that there's God in between. In case you're not aware of this here, if you guys can see me, uh, okay, how would you know if there's a mirror? I mean, uh, these are the, when you go to a hotel or some strange place, and especially in the restroom, how do you know people aren't looking at you in the restroom? Of course, any reputable place in hotels, they're not going to do it, but you might go to some sleazy place and you're stuck in the middle of nowhere. But, if you bring your finger and you can bring your finger and you can touch the mirror. If you touch the mirror and the image touches like this here. Okay. Check the mirror in your house. You just always see a gap. 
all the mirrors in your house, when you bring and you touch the mirror, you look, you look sideways, you can see a little gap between your finger and the image of gap. That's a flat mirror, a one-way mirror. But if you can really, and when the image, they touch, that's a two-way mirror. Because a two-way mirror has less of the thickness of the reflective film to allow a little bit of light to shine through. So there's less of the thickness there. So if you go and touch the mirror and the, oh, oh, my finger's touching, uh, there could be someone on the other side of the mirror looking at you. Well, anyway, back to what we're talking about here. here. The Bible teaches us that the Bible is a mirror. It tells us where we are short, where we are faltering, where we have made mistakes, and give us a pathway to how we can correct ourselves. It doesn't matter if we messed up things in the past. The Bible says that we have hope and that the Holy Spirit has been given to us so that we can direct our lives to walk more in nearness and holiness to God with faith, hope, and love. But that requires that we have to use the Bible. We have to use the mirror. The, Bible's, the Bible says that the Bible is like a mirror. If you listen to the Bible and you don't do it, it's like a person who look in the mirror and knows his face is dirty and he knows he needs to get the green stuff out of his teeth, but then walks away and didn't clean his face at all. And then later on, wonder why he got, why everyone's looking at him because his green stuff stuck between his teeth or things sticking out his nose. You must clean yourself. Cleanse yourself. And the Bible teaches the way you cleanse yourself is to repent of your sin, be baptized and wash away your sins, and to walk in newness of life. And in doing so, to continue to be faithful, to worship, and to pray. And in doing so, you draw near to God.